Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of the Single Momming Awesomely podcast. My name is Cheryl Putt, and I am your host and podcast owner. Um, if this is your first time listening, thank you so very much for giving us an opportunity. Um, I am a single mom success coach, which means that I help single moms become successful in their lives personally, professionally, and with parenting um, through the inside out. Um, and I'm also a licensed uh, family therapist. Um, and I'm coming on to you today with the next episode, and um, I'm doing this one live. Well, not live, actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this one on camera because I want people to be able to get to see my face and get to know me. Um, it makes a big difference how you can see each other, um, how much of a difference that can make when you can connect in that way. Um, and so that's why I am doing that, um, this time around. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm totally imperfectly perfect or perfectly imperfect. Uh, I have COVID-19 hair. Um, I'm looking <laughs> not my best self, but you know what? Hey, it's a, it's all okay. We're all kind of dealing with, um, this, these things, these, these restrictions and, and they're manifesting in different ways. So it is what it is, um, and it's not important what I look like as much as it's important that um, you're able to connect with the message and that whatever I share provides support, um, guidance, encouragement, um, motivation, that those are the kinds of things that I'm wanting to do for single moms out there and for all moms out there, um, but uh, of course, more specifically single moms. So let's go ahead and jump in and get started. Welcome to the Single Momming Awesomely podcast, where single moms come to embrace their unique, perfectly imperfect selves while learning success tips for their personal, parenting, and professional lives. So stop holding in that mommy tummy and release that breath and jump in with me, your host, Cheryl Penn. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 11. This episode is all about the idea of happiness and being in charge of your own happiness, choosing your own happiness, those kinds of things. There's uh, a lot of quotes that I just, you know, they, they strike a nerve. And I'm sure they strike a nerve in a lot of other people, too. Things like, um, you're in charge of your own happiness. You're responsible for your own happiness. Happiness is a choice. And if you are uh, really anybody who's going through a rough time, it's hard to argue that happiness is a choice. You've got all of this bad negativity swirling around you. How is it possible to be happy? How is it possible to to create happiness. Um, and when I think about, so what's going on right now, you know, in the world and in our country, we've been, I don't even know how many weeks now dealing with the coronavirus. And although they're starting to opening to open up things like restaurants and things like that, I don't know about you, but I'm still wary about putting myself out there. And what does that mean for um, any kind of, you know, virus still out there waiting to to kind of 
grow again and uh, they talk about that second wave so um you know it's it's hard to be thinking about i'm my happiness is my choice when i'm stuck in my house when i've been stuck in my house for for days months you know um when my children have been stuck in the house with me for days months um and the stresses that all of that brings um you know and you're not able to to engage in the typical activities that you might normally use to de-stress like sitting on the beach for example because you're not allowed to sit on the beach right now so um how can i be happy when i can't do the things that make me happy um and then you know more recently and and not more recently because it's it's you know this is something that's ongoing um but it has these explosions and and this one feels like a bigger one and i'm not sure if it's because of everything else that's been going on or if it's because um, people have finally had enough or or what that all means but um the recent killing of a minnesota black man and everything that surrounds that and all of the memories of all the people who were unjustly not that anyone really deserves to die but you know unjustly killed um for no reason essentially or for not a legitimate reason um if you will, if you must think that, okay, killing is okay for a legitimate reason, this, these, these killings were definitely not, and were by police officers and things like that. And when I think about even that, it's like, how can you be happy when all of this is going on in the world? Every, so many things that are going on in the world, um, it, they hurt my heart. They hurt a lot of other people's hearts. Um, there's just so much unrest and sadness and anger and frustration. So when someone comes to say happiness is a choice and you can choose to be happy and you can, you know, create your own happiness, it's like, what are you talking about? No, I can't. And not only that, if you, if you actually start to think, well, maybe I can, you probably might be feeling guilty about that. You probably might be feeling guilty about how can I be happy when so many people are not? How can I be happy when so many people are hurting? How can I be happy when so many people are barely hanging on and you feel guilty about being happy? So I wanted to to come on, come in, sort of, you know, I'm not, this is not a political podcast at all. And I really try for my own mental health to stay out of political issues. But what I will say um, is I want to talk about how even in the face of difficult times, um, how I kind of came to understand or create my own understanding around what that that whole idea of happiness being your responsibility, your choice, um, what that means. Um, you know, when I think about when I was... And down in the trenches, drowning um, from depression and anxiety um, soon after my divorce. And this was one of those times where I would see people posting these, these you know, uplifting uh, posts and they would anger me um, because I wasn't happy and because I wasn't able to find anything to make me happy. Um, and I think I had to hit sort of, uh, I had to get to a certain place where I could think about how I am actually making myself worth worse, how I'm making um, my feelings 
decrease even more by continuing to wallow in my thoughts of helplessness and hopelessness. And and the thing is, is that all of that is normal. You're going to feel those feelings and there's nothing wrong with feeling those feelings. There's nothing wrong with going through periods where you just feel like you just want everything to stop. There's nothing wrong with those feelings. But as with all feelings, it's what you do with those feelings that count. Um, and so I, I, I remember um, just feeling really vulnerable, feeling like I just wanted all of this negativity to end. I just wanted to finally have something good go right in my life. And um, I actually ended up calling a suicide hotline, although I wasn't actually suicidal. So it's kind of funny because they sort of were moving from that framework because that's what they're trained to do. Um, But I was feeling trapped is what I was feeling because I never wanted to um, have my children. I, I don't want any children, but my children experience life without their mother and um, I didn't want to die, yet I didn't want to be in this space. And I didn't know what to do, and I needed to talk to someone. And it was kind of at that moment that I had an epiphany that I needed to make some changes to, to you know, move in a different path. Um, and I had a flash of a memory from uh, after college um, when... Uh, so I was raped in college, and that will be another story for another time um, in dealing with trauma. However, um, I remember that I was, there was a period of time where I was so negative against men. I thought negatively, I spoke negatively. Mo- a lot of it was sort of in jest, but as we all know, those jokes, there's, there's a real realness behind them or underneath them. And what I noticed is it started really turning me against um, those males that I actually liked, even my boyfriend at the time. And when I recognized that, I realized, wow, I really got to stop speaking like this. I got to stop. I got to change this. I can't. This is this is affecting relationships that I actually like. And I'm seeing these people in a in a horrible light and, and attributing factors to them that they don't even have. Um, they, they haven't even done anything. You know, if anything, they've been the opposite. And so when I was in a few years ago after the divorce and in this place of just a dark pit of negativity, I realized I needed to change something. And I wasn't in thinking of it in terms of creating my own happiness. But what I did realize is that I needed to change my negative thoughts. I needed to challenge them. I needed to look at them in a different light. Were they valid? You know, was I just saying them to be saying them or, or, or to complain just to, to, to vent out my, my emotions, but then never doing anything else about it. And that's pretty much what I discovered is that when I made the choice to infuse joy into my life, things got better. Now, there were, there were some other pieces along that too, which is what my whole journey of being a single mom success coach is about. But one of the biggest things is infusing joy or finding joy somewhere in your life. Um, nothing in this life is all negative or all positive. 
And sometimes it is extremely hard to see the positive in a horrible situation. It's there, and it may not be there, uh, you know, right at that moment. It may come later, um, but there's nothing as black and white. And so when I started looking for ways to infuse joy, I it was hard. I literally had to, you know, spend a day. What what is something that makes me feel happy? What is something that makes me smile? What is something that maybe right now in this very moment of my being heart and soul it doesn't make me smile but it made me smile before maybe it could help me smile again and remembering that you know let's say it was um i don't know a movie or something and maybe now it doesn't make me laugh anymore um but remembering how it made me laugh and how it made me feel and reminding me of myself of that and putting myself in that space um, and then going back and watching it from, from, from that lens, from that shade, um, makes a difference. So I think the other piece about that too, though, is that, you know, we, we rely on other people to show us how to feel, to make us happy. And the reality is people, people can't be held to that standard. People can't live up to that standard. Um, and, and that's a lot of power to give someone else, because if you give them the power to, to be in charge of your happiness, that means they're also in charge of tearing you down. Um, and we need to learn to allow ourselves, create a path for, for us to make ourselves happy. Um, so ways to do that, like I said, finding joy, um, looking for things that either have made you feel good, feel positive about yourself or about your environment or the world or whatever it may be, um, looking for those things, um, looking for things that still do that for you, and then actively engaging in them, finding a space to do that. Um, gratitude practice is huge. Um, it's kind of one of those things that everybody talks about, and sometimes I wonder if people get annoyed with it, but that was another piece that helped me get through because when you are doing something around gratitude on a daily basis, it reminds you that there is something good, that there is something to hold on to. It provides that hope um, that, um, oh, I can't think of those things. You know those round things that if somebody's drowning and you can throw it out and they grab onto it and you pull them in, whatever that is. Um, that it that gratitude is kind of like that it's that thing that can be found in the midst of everything else that can pull you through that moment that day whatever that looks like um and i don't know how many i mean this is i i'm a mom oops sorry i'm a mom so i you know obviously <laughs> i i know a lot of kids movies and things like that but this is where, for example, one of those, uh, you know, Inside Out, the movie Inside Out is so poignant because if you've seen it, Joy, who's one of the characters in Sadness, um, they complement each other, but Joy does not like Sadness because Sadness brings Joy down. Sadness makes it hard for Joy to feel joyful. And when she 
put sadness in a place where she really couldn't interact, everything started falling apart. You cannot have joy without sadness. You can have sadness without joy, but then everything's going to fall apart. And you can't be successful um, in life because sadness brings on, only sadness brings on that depression, which affects us physically, mentally, um, and we can implode, for example. So it is, joy is really important. Um, and especially in, you know, times of loss, um, this is why when, when people pass away, they might have um, a ceremony where everybody talks about their positive memories of that person or the things that person did to make them laugh instead of focusing on the loss because there needs to be a little bit of joy in there. Um, and, and, in, and in creating happiness and finding things to be happy about and finding gratitude... Um, you, you can move forward and, and, and you can continue and it's, the darkness is not so dark anymore. Um, but the only thing is, is that no one else can do that for you because if they point out, well, you have this and you have that and you have this and all these great things going for you, it's going to bounce right off of you because you're going to have a lot of, well, yeah, but you know. You have to look for it for yourself. So one phrase that I like to use to, to kind of get me in that frame of mind too is, on the other hand. So if it's a day where everything has been going wrong um, and you could do a laundry list of things, you go through them and then you say, on the other hand, and that automatically sets your brain up to find something that is opposite what you were just talking about. Um, so I actually, I want you to do this right now. If you are, um, wherever you are, um, you know, if you're driving, obviously keep your eyes on the road. Um, but I want you to just think about right now, um, maybe even looking around yourself, what are five different things that you could actually bring about or that could actually bring about that gratitude for yourself. So, um, and, and it's really easy to say, the big things, right? Um, but I want you to focus on the little things. So if I'm looking on my, you know, my desk right now, I can say that I'm grateful uh, for my computer that allows me to um, look up things, that allows me to have entertainment, that allows me to work. Um, I have. I'm grateful for Starbucks because they make good coffee um, that I love that unfortunately does not help me with my waking. Um, but then again, uh, also on my table is my Spark, my Avocare Spark, which I'm so grateful for because that is the thing that when I, when I drink that, and that's every day, I actually have the energy to do what I need to do um, and to focus um, on the things that I need to focus on. So let's see, that's three things. I'm grateful for Kleenex <laughs> because when you cry, 
you become a mess and Kleenex helps you kind of save the day and blow your nose and wipe your tears and all of those things. Um, and I'm grateful for my ring light because my ring light allows me to, to look human <laughs> on the screen because uh, without it, uh, I look a little, I don't, I mean, I don't really care what I look like because I'm sort of in this zone that I'm, I'm me and I like me and that's a, and so whatever I look like is okay, but I, I do want to look human. I don't want to scare you guys. So, you know, those are five things that are literally within one and a half feet of where I am right now. And so I would encourage you to do that right now, even if you're having the worst hour, day, month, year, whatever it is, I want you to take a moment right now and find five things within your, within a two foot radius of yourself. Um, and it can include you. Um, but I, I want you to find five different things that you can feel grateful for right now and, and just notice how that feels inside when you, when you honor and you recognize the gratitude that you have for those things. That's the way that you can be responsible for your own happiness. That's the way that you can create your own happiness. That even in the worst of times that you're reaching out and holding on to something and that something is the joy, that something is the happiness, that something is the positive um, pieces that are there that might be hiding, but you're holding on to them because those are going to be the things that are going to move you through and help you survive not not you know and 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 get to the point where you're actually thriving so you won't be drowning but you'll be surviving and thriving um so that you can move move forward um and so that's how i view it you know i'm in charge of my happiness does that mean that my sadness is not okay does that mean that my anger is not okay does that mean that i can't feel those feelings um allow those feelings to to come up does that allow, mean that I can't allow myself to cry um, or yell or scream? No. What it means is it allows me to feel all of my feelings and to, when I'm ready and when I'm able, to do things actively that also bring about joy so that I can still have a little bit of hope um, and that I can hold on through the storm um, and come out on the other side um, so that I can continue to move forward because chances are, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're a mom. You have people that you need to live forward for. You have people who you need to survive for. Um, and you have people who need to see their mom doing these things so that they learn them, themselves so that later on you don't have to watch them crumble in despair um, and not being able to know how to, to create their own sense of a safety net, um, their own sense of, of happiness um, in their most difficult situations. So I hope that has been helpful for you guys today. I will come on again next week. I had a little blip um, with last week, but I will come on again next week. Uh, please, please, please leave a 
um, a review. I would love that. I would love to hear your thoughts on my podcast, either this episode or other episodes. I would love for you to share this episode with anyone that you think could um, could use it, could could feel better by it, could learn something from it. Um, and I would love for you to subscribe so that you know when my next um, episode comes out. So, so yes, go ahead, click that subscribe button, share this uh, podcast with anyone, um, and um, you know, leave a review. And if there's something that you would like me to address or talk about, or you know, bring a guest on for, let me know that too, because I want this podcast to be for you. My whole goal in being a single mom success coach is helping you be able to move forward to get out of survival mode and into thriving um, for yourself and for your children. Have a great day as much as you can. Find some joy and um, I'll be seeing you next time. Bye-bye.